Welcome, teacher friend. I'm Lori. And I'm Melissa. We are two literacy educators in Baltimore. We want the best for all kids, and we know you do too. Our district recently adopted a new literacy curriculum, which meant a lot of change for everyone. Lori and I can't wait to keep learning about literacy with you today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Melissa and Lori Love Literacy. We are really excited that you're here with us today because you probably have just as much time as we do right now, um, which is a lot because we are at home um, self-quarantining and social distancing and learning all kinds of new vocabulary words. Um, also homeschooling our children while we're trying to work. Melissa, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's a crazy world right now, right? It's a lot of, a lot of Zoom calls with kids and pets in the background and um, it's really interesting and a lot of questions from parents right of not well there's a lot of not knowing like how long this is going to last mm -hmm. we here in Baltimore are on two weeks we're wrapping up our first week of two weeks not being in school but I think that everyone is foreseeing that it will probably go a lot longer so I think you know two weeks is manageable for some people to not quite know what to do with their kids at home, but thinking that this could last for the rest of the school year, I think is a whole nother ball game. How are you doing over there with Presley? It's a little unnerving. Um, <laughs> she's doing really great. I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, or, you know, we can talk about this later on too, but um, she's been doing the uh, wit and wisdom, the Eureka math and the PhD science lessons that Great Minds has up on their site. Um, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about that today because Natalie Wexler just produced an article for Forbes and we're going to talk about um, how to engage kids and give their knowledge when schools are closed, which is what Natalie talks about. But she's been doing these fabulous, fabulous uh, lessons and it's just really cool to see her self-direct and self-engage in her learning. Um, you know, she's in second grade, so it's taking her about an hour and a half to do, to do both ELA and math right now because she's pausing and doing the work. So it's really cool to see her do that. And then um, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because she was talking to the Zoom, you know, or to the, uh, <laughs> Zoom, the recording, um, you know, it would say like, did you get what, you know, did you get this answer? And she'd be like, yes, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> yeah. I see lots of, lots of parents and lots of families listening are having that same uh same question like what do you do I know are you worried about Elliot because he's just in daycare he's you know. well yeah I mean he's only <laughs> one so <laughs> we get to just do the same things we normally do yeah. you know if we yeah. read books we sing songs we do we do the normal stuff we talk about things that he's looking at and try and get him to say words so it's a lot yeah. easier <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah I feel like that's so much more natural for uh most of us than uh, the parents who are suddenly trying to be teachers. Exactly. Um, and I know we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but you know, we were, we were thinking like there's, there's kind of two cut camps of parents right now happening and it's kind of fun to watch on social media. It's like the set of parents who are like, I need to homeschool my child and have a whole agenda and list. And <laughs> I totally get wanting to control what's happening right now. You're going to do that and try to, have some organization in a disorganized world. Yeah. But then there's a whole other set of parents who are like, whatever, it's cool. We'll just love each other. And both are fine. <laughs> yeah. And there's a whole spectrum in the middle of that, I'm sure. 
Um, so I think today we just wanted to talk a little bit about if, you know, if you're in the camp of parents who want to provide some sort of continuity for your kiddos because you're thinking this might go on for two weeks, it might go on for two months, or it might go on for three or more months and roll into summer and leave your child with essentially six months of a gap um, in their education, um, how, how we can support them in that. Yeah, and I mean, you already mentioned Natalie Wexler's article, but just to say it again, um, just came out yesterday, um, March 19th. It's how to engage kids and build their knowledge when schools are closed. And where I think this actually goes with like a lot of things we've said in our podcast before, which is, you know, we had a whole one about how parents can just help their students generally, um, you know, and she, she's really smart. And what she says is that, you know, thinking about things like the fundamentals of reading, like actually teaching students how to sound out words is definitely daunting, right? That takes very specialized training for teachers to do, but there is a lot that, parents can do that doesn't necessarily take that specialized training that will make a huge difference and keep that learning loss to a minimum. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's also, I think, very intuitive for families to do this and for parents um, and caregivers to do this because um, she notes in her article, I'll just read this part. Um, she said, one of the things parents can do if they have time is to read aloud and engage in open-ended discussions. Fiction is fine, but delving into books on history and science is a powerful way to build kids' knowledge. Consider reading a cluster of books on the same general topic, the American Revolution or sea mammals, to give kids a chance to absorb and retain information and the vocabulary that goes with it. And to me, that's, as a, as a mom, and to you, that's super manageable, right? Yeah. Read discuss and it's exciting it's, it's like let's create a whole you know topic menu for this for for this text set like let's right. come up with different videos and and things we can do to build our knowledge on a topic that I mean, everybody's into that yeah and I mean the you know parents probably might stress about like well what topic right and sure there are topics that are probably more suited for certain age levels, but you can also go a little bit by, you know, if your student's just really into, or your child, not your student, <laughs> well, <laughs> student for now. Uh, <laughs> if they're like really into something, like I know that I think a lot of kids go through like a dinosaur phase, right? Like capitalize on that, right? Let's, let's learn as much as we can about that. Or if you as a parent have something that you are really passionate about, capitalize on that too. Or, you know, if you're getting packets sent home and you notice some trends in the kinds of topics that are being talked about in those packets, right? You, that's where you could kind of pick up on what, like, where do you even start with what to read about? Yeah, that's a great point. What I'm doing, because Presley's doing these lessons with, uh, with great minds, and if you're listening and you're like, what are you talking about, Lori? Um, go to greatminds.org. Great Minds is offering uh, teachers, so free resources. Teachers are providing virtual lessons for uh, Eureka Math, K through 12, um, PhD Science, grades three through five, and Wit and Wisdom ELA, grades K through eight. They do not pay us to say this. We don't get any money from Great Minds. <laughs> this is just like an incredible resource that we're sharing with you. Um, and so what we're planning to do is to just read more about the topics that she's learning about and I'm going to even have her, since she's in second grade, scooch up and do some of the, you know, third grade PhD science lessons. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I just, I think it's so easy and natural to do that. Melissa, do you have any resources as to where we can like find more information or find more books besides obviously, you know, a YouTube video or Googling for resources, <laughs> which seems yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, because even, I mean, this can be hard too, right? I mean, at least here in Baltimore, our, our libraries are closed, mm -hmm. right? So that, that makes it a lot harder. I think that the Pratt Library is doing some like delivery of books. Um, and I know some other places are like, we have a, a bookstore in town that um, is also doing some delivery. So I mean, it's possible to get books, but um, just something that I came across yesterday was um, Audible. Um, you know, the Amazon Audible app. I, I listen to audiobooks all the time, so <laughs> I'm very familiar. But they have a, at least a set of books that um, you can listen to um, for free for kids for now because of, because of what's happening. Um, some of them are not necessarily things. I, I am not a White Fang fan, <laughs> right? And that's <laughs> on here. But some kids love it. Um, love but they there are some things here that like, you know, you could start to see like it might connect to a topic. I think this is not in the great minds in module four, but um, there's an under the sea and they have the 20,000 leagues under the sea as one of the texts here. So you might find some things there where it could connect um, and continue to build that as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Also, I think too, you know, if, um, so I'm the grade seven virtual teacher for this welcome module for, uh, for great minds. And it's really amazing to be able to like be a teacher at this time and to feel like you're making a difference. But we, when we roll into our module four lessons, which happen next week, um, you know, grade seven, module four, the texts are fever, mm -hmm. uh, 1793 and, um, an American plague. And I'm just grabbing them right now because I was up, um, when I can't sleep, I read. So I was up at 4.30 this morning, just reading Fever 1793 and completely obsessed and just thinking, if I were, if I had a middle school student at home, I would be reading <laughs> this book with them. <laughs> Give us so much content to talk about because it, it really connects to what's happening right now in the world. So any, you know, any opportunity to build knowledge um, on what's happening right now too in a way that makes your child or your student feel still feel safe, but um, build their world around them is, is a good opportunity too. Yeah. And I think you, when you all do the lessons for great minds, um, you offer a way for the students to get that text, right? Mm -hmm. So we um, recommend, you know, e-library, any kind of free resource such as um, Audible has like, uh, I think several free downloads that you can do, that you can use. Um, we're also reading the books aloud and using doc cameras. So if folks can't access the books, because, you know, I know right now I tried to get a book for myself for personal reading from the library and it was on hold for e-library for like four weeks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, come on. Um, but, you know, there's lots of different options for access. Like for the little guys, there's tumble books, things like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking on the Audible right now, the, the website that I mentioned, and I yeah. mean, slight connection, but like a little history of the world. So it's like a short version. But, you know, if you're thinking about like history with 1793 and what happened then, there might be parts in there that that audiobook would connect. So yeah, yeah do a little searching, but you could definitely make some connections. Yeah. And I think too, you know, to plug YouTube, YouTube, they yeah. have a books that are yep. read out loud and show the text um 
parents, check out YouTube as well. That's really, really helpful and an easy, easy search. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and speaking of YouTube, I mean, even things like, you know, I think that Natalie Wexler brings up Bill Nye, and I don't know how many times I've heard Bill Nye in the past week, right? Like, but it's true, right? He just like definitely helps to build knowledge and vocabulary for students and other, other things that are like that are really helpful. So there's probably a lot of TV watching going on anyway. So if some of it can be building some knowledge, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, you can look at the topics that your uh, child is doing the lessons in PhD science on and Bill Nye the science guy and build and connect through the topics that way, build their knowledge. Yeah, I mean, and who, just- Who doesn't love Bill Nye? Who doesn't love Bill Nye? <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to pause for a second because I know that like we know this very well but you know we're talking now about like science and how does that connect to you like weren't we talking about literacy right uh -huh. um, but it's huge right that vocabulary that they're getting from those kinds of things and from the just the general background knowledge of this like imagine when they go to read something about whatever Bill Nye might be talking about um, they're just that much more ready to read those texts because they're they're making these connections they're building this knowledge um and so this is really actually purposeful not just oh this seems like a good use of time for right now but it really is purposeful for them to become better readers yeah and i love the idea too of you know jotting it all down in a little notebook or on a whiteboard mm -hmm. or somewhere so that the kids can keep record of just what they've read to build their knowledge or how it helps them build their knowledge. Um, there's just so many incredible resources available right now. I guess if I had to give a piece of advice to a parent at this time, I would say don't get overwhelmed and just stick with a, a couple resources. Like if you're going to have your kids do the great minds lessons like I am, then choose that and choose a couple others that support what you're already doing as your core resource. So you, know, you don't need them on like 12 different sites <laughs> doing 12 different things. Um, choose the one that works for you and then build around that just very slowly, strategically. Don't be overwhelmed. Um, and I know we're here to help. If you have questions, we have a whole website. So reach out, <laughs> email us. <laughs> We'd yeah. love to and we'll link a bunch of these resources throughout, like we'll link Natalie Wexler's article, which links a bunch of these resources as well. Um, one thing that I know that she mentions in here that I just want to make sure I plug this one too, because it's great, is the writing revolution. So you mentioned yeah, writing. just looking at that. I mean, it's so good. And to, um, I haven't, I put my name in to get the free resources, but I haven't been able to look at them yet. But that book is so great that I could imagine, you know, and, and they start at like sentence level, right? So it's not like, we're going to be asking parents to do whole essays with their kids at home, right? But like little things that they can do to help with writing as well um, yeah. would be really great. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's really important. And Lori, you mentioned another resource too, because um, you know, you're more familiar with the little, little guys. But we, we said that like, don't stress about trying to like teach phonics and that whole, like it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge, huge thing. That's really tough to learn. And you know, it, some teachers are struggling with even teaching it. So <laughs> we know it's really tough. Yeah. Um, but you had a resource that you thought might be helpful for parents. You want to share yeah. that? I have a great resource for you. Um, you know, cause we want to acknowledge that 
Natalie's article in Forbes is really focused on building knowledge on a topic. Um, but if you have a student who is in K through two and you're feeling like they might miss out on some foundational skills instruction, I totally understand. I'm in that boat too. I have a second grader. So um, a really parent-friendly resource is Florida Center for Reading Research. They have student activities and you can um, see different like buckets. So there's activities that focus on phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency. Um, I, you know, I would focus on those and you can choose your child's grade level. So K1, two, three, um, and you can use them to help you um, build their, their phonic skills during this time. They're really, really accessible and very easy. Um, there's like a little directions page, then your child would, you know, typically cut something out like pictures and do like a picture sort or a picture match. Um, and it would just be something that you could talk through with them. And there, there's an answer key for you as an adult. So don't worry, you don't have to be an expert. Um, but it's just a really great resource and just something that might help you on the flip side. Um, we, I know we talk about science of reading a lot on here. And, um, you know, we talk, when we talk about Scarborough's rope, um, you know, the, the bottom part is what I'm talking about now in terms of foundational skills. Um, and the top part is really what Natalie's article in Forbes is addressing. So we just wanted to name that as how that's working in tandem um, during this time as parents are struggling to figure out what to do for their children and their students. And I love those that we're calling them our coworkers now. Have you seen that on Melissa? Yeah. On <laughs> both, both pets and children, right? I can't even, I laughed till I cried at some of them. I was, <laughs> um, yeah, Melissa, is there any advice that you want to give to parents? I would just say that, I mean, I think that Natalie says it in the article too, is just like this, this can be fun, right? Like I'm, I, I've read some posts online too of like parents who are kind of stressing out and feeling like they don't know how to teach these things, right? Like the way we just talked about, like being able to just read books and watch these videos and just build this knowledge and ask questions. And, you know, that can be fun and not feel like you're just trying to recreate school at home and make it a super stressful situation for everybody. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I know that it's just, I'm thinking of it like that way. Like just let's have fun. Let's learn about some topics. Let mom get some work done. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, of just a little tip, like doing things in, you know, having little times like every day in the middle of the day, we're going to take the dogs for a walk mm -hmm. or something that makes you feel a little bit more human and um, less, like less chaos is happening as the chaos around you is happening. So, yeah. It is well, a crazy time right now, but well, we are going to let everyone through it. Get back to business. <laughs> We're so grateful that um, that you listened. Please, please, please follow us on Twitter, Melissa Lori, Melissa and Lori love literacy. Um, we have a website, Literacy Podcast. Um, Melissa, anything else? Good to know. Facebook and Instagram, everything, all the things. Um, oh, if you. Um, haven't liked all previous guests or followed them on Twitter or followed them on Facebook or please do so. That's, that's a great way to stay in touch with everything that's happening in the education world. Yeah. And we'll have many more of these for you over the next couple of months <laughs> since we yeah. have time and everyone has time to listen. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> I love it. All right. Have a wonderful day. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.